0: This podcast is part of the
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Full of frustration. Full of despair. despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory pride passion in search of silverware and they found major league soccer
2: yes let's do it then season four episode nine of the mls uk show i'm elliot holman and i'm henry hewitt welcome along as we celebrate the end of leagues carpets all over now Uh, what a pointless competition that was
1: Right, guys? At least you were invited. My team (laughs) were.
2: (laughs) Can I be honest? Go on. Genuinely, and I would have said the same before, I I don't really care.
1: No, it's. Um, I think you've got the Champions League, which is great. But then, uh, yeah, this Leagues Cup and then the Champ- Campiones Cup as mm. well. I, I mean, I know Atlanta have yeah. won the Campeoners Cup. Yeah, uh, you have been slightly involved in that in the uh, past. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just to create a relationship between Liga MX and MLS. I don't
2: want a relationship.
1: I don't know. Let's see how the uh, All-Star game goes in a few weeks. Maybe it's worth it. Or maybe we'd be like, oh, just crying out for a European team to play them again.
2: I really want to beat them in the All-Stars thing. But for me, the, the arsenals and Tottenhams
1: and uh, Atletico Madrids are more exciting. Well, maybe that's because we're from Europe, but I'm sure if you speak to yeah, the majority of uh, <laughs> MLS fans, I'm sure they'd say the same, but we'll never know. It could be the start of something beautiful and sort of a proper rivalry where you really want to win.
2: Um, by the way, do you want my autograph now or, or later? It's <laughs> Elliot Holman, uh, international television personality.
1: Yeah, um, so Saturday evening, I'm <laughs> uh, out with some friends. We're having a few drinks, we're celebrating, Mm. and and we're not celebrating anything in particular, but probably just being out again and and being in each other's company. And then suddenly I start getting notifications on my phone, Mm. and it was around, whatever it was, six o'clock here in the UK, so what, we're talking 2pm, 1pm in the States, and um, it's you in your Norwich shirt (laughs) on TV... Uh, was it NBC or whoever shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it spotted I think it was you. on
2: Fox. I don't know if it was on more than one, but I saw people from Fox there filming. Right. So it's definitely on Fox, but I don't know about the others. But yeah, uh, somebody uh, uploaded a, a picture they'd taken of their TV. And uh, is, that, is that Elliot from the MLS UK show? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've ever spoken about the fact that I have that seat, which is like right in the in the front row of the, in the corner at Car Road. And uh, certainly haven't spoken about it in the last two years. Um, but so many people message me.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, if you're watching on, on YouTube, I'll put it up right now. There we go. Uh, so that's Elliot on uh, on TV. Um, kind of a big deal. Yeah, so now Norwich back in the Premier League. Mm. Uh, whenever Norwich are going to be on NBC or Fox or whatever, keep your eyes peeled because uh, to the car- so it's the corner... It's how it's... to the
2: right of the TV, the far corner.
1: Yeah. So when they're there, you've got a chance of seeing Elliot in his Norwich shirt. Maybe not in December. you'll Wear your Norwich shirt. Maybe it'll be a, a big coat and a scarf. But uh, maybe the, yeah. maybe
2: a get in t shirt.
1: <laughs> in, in in December. Good luck with that. Um. Yeah. So I mean, wasn't the result you hoped for? Absolutely but, not. Yeah. Definitely uh, worthwhile being there and being on TV.
2: Can I be honest? I genuinely and I next week if we get battered i'll care this week i did not care being there and you've been to see bolton as well i know and i know you were working at old trafford as well in in lockdown when no one was there yeah just being there was incredible like gives you goosebumps like having that first that first song at kickoff that roar as well and they've replayed it on the radio i heard it on on radio norfolk on the way on the way back and it's like it's so loud Mm. it's ridiculous just everyone back together so good. Um, yeah. We lost three now.
1: No, well like you said, I was <laughs> I was at Old Trafford last season and to be there and witness lucky enough to be witness no fans mm. in, it's so it's not good. It's soulless. Uh, I know some people would have experienced it with MLS, and there's some Canadian teams that have had it yeah. this season. But to be back with fans like, uh, yeah, I'm going to watch Bolton, which isn't the Premier League, but it's still, it's just, it, that's proper football. It's just better. And uh, we, we're getting back to normal, which is good. And normality is, unfortunately for you, Norwich getting beat in the Premier League. And we also, hopefully back to normal on the mls uk show as well if you watched our last episode on youtube (laughs) fair
2: play to you (laughs) uh
1: yeah we we're sorry about that basic the cameras the focus weren't working so it was but you were out of focus for the majority of the episode um if you've not watched it if you listen on your podcast provider go and search us youtube.com forward slash mls uk show subscribe while you're there uh watch the last episode because i kind of I didn't want to just put on just one image, Mm -hmm. like, this is the episode. I kind of wanted to make it interesting for people who are watching it. So we came up with a quiz. We came up with uh, former MLS UK players that you may have forgotten about. There were some fun facts. Like, did you know that Vancouver is actually closer to Mexico than Toronto? Before I watched it, I didn't. But no, now, yeah, I, yeah. now I know. Yeah. So uh, you do learn quite a lot. Uh, Wondolowski was two years old. Yeah. Uh, sorry, C- Caden Clark was two years old when Wondolowski uh, did his uh, MLS debut. So stuff like that. So check it out. You hopefully do learn something. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we, we are sorry about that, but hopefully we made up for it. And uh, yeah, hopefully this video has worked. So uh, youtube.com forward slash MLS UK show.
2: And if you did listen to the last episode, maybe even just on your podcast provider, could you notice that the first two times we tried to record and got to 40 minutes, it failed to record?
1: Yeah, we had an <laughs> did absolute... It all, did it all sound natural? <laughs> absolute nightmare last time. So hopefully... Uh, The only problems we've had is me. It took me two hours to get here because of traffic, but hopefully that's That's the only thing. It's nothing in America. That's a standard commute. It's not. Um, So we're going to load to talk about today. Dan, that's just a recap of what happened this weekend in MLS. Uh, We've also got Henry's Guide to North America. The Crisis Right is back as well. Uh, and we'll be looking at the predictions for this weekend. First of all, I want to say thank you very much if you've left us a rating on your podcast provider. We really appreciate that. A few ratings come in, not using the keywords, though. We will give you the keyword mm, yeah. at the end of the episode. If you put that in the subject, I'll mention it. We will definitely mention you on the podcast. But uh, we we appreciate the five-star ratings, but you'll only get a mention if you <laughs> if you put the keyword in. But thank you anyway. We start every episode... With the game with a changing name. Mm. Now you texted me about this before. So, so. excited for this one. Uh, so come on. So it's uh, someone who's played in the UK and in MLS. Mm. Uh, go, where, what's the career path? Come on.
2: So uh, yeah, we'll we'll read you their career path, and you've got to work out which what player it is. I didn't know this about this player. They started their career, their their debut professional debut was against Bayern Munich in Europe. Wow. For Norwich.
1: Oh, for Norwich. <laughs> wow. Okay it was a long time ago uh,
2: yeah remember when Norwich were in Europe me neither I was too. <laughs> um, so I'll read you their career path this player started in 93 and they made 49 appearances for Norwich the first of which was in that illustrious mm. uh, victory over Bayern Munich uh, he scored three goals um, went on loan to Hereford so
1: <laughs> oh, right, okay, top
2: class um, also Brighton and Hove Albion I'm going to l- read you the list of teams because it's very long so we'll go quick fire, pay attention. Gillingham, Bristol, Wolves, Leicester, Palace, Stoke, Burnley, Sheffield United, Burnley again, Houston Dynamo, Notts County, Colwyn Bay. Uh, wow, well... Have you got any early thoughts?
1: Do you want to hear them again? No, uh, we've not got <laughs> enough time. Um, so if you started in Norwich, probably what, 90... 93. 93, so I'm assuming their career lasted until what 2008 2009 i think
2: my dad will correct me on this i believe and this is just you when know, you recall stories from when you're a kid i believe their kids went to my dad's school my dad's a, a head teacher wow. principal uh, if you're in uh,
1: the states yeah and uh yeah i believe they went to his school okay uh that will help literally mm. one person <laughs> that's <Yeah>. Elliot's dad <laughs> um Right, I'm going to have to have a think about that because, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know where to start, but... Um,
2: 2009, it, Houston
1: Dynamo, 14 appearances. If you think you know, get in touch with us at MLS UK Show on Twitter, Instagram, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can just uh, comment below and it'll leave a timestamp where you're up to, as we say every week. If you go to the end and then get the answer... We'll come
2: know, back. we'll find
1: out. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, let us know if you think you know. Um Right, we're going to recap what happened in MLS this weekend. But first, let's hear a message from our sponsor, which is actually me and Elliot. Elliot Holman, Henry
0: Hewitt, MLS UK Show.
1: Yes,
2: this episode is brought to you by Soccer90.com. Those guys have got you covered. Every single MLS team is represented on there. Go and get your merch right now. Soccer90.com. Uh, there's also some of the biggest teams in Europe, which does make me think that new Norwich away kit, it's going to be on there soon.
1: Um, well that would be the biggest uh, teams in Europe plus Norwich Uh, yeah if you are a fan of PSG like if you want some new merch because of Messi signing or the big English teams we are talking Man City Man United Liverpool Chelsea Arsenal they're all on there Bolton not quite Uh, if you at the checkout as well put MLS UK you'll get an extra 25% off
2: you don't need another reason surely Soccer90.com
1: The MLS UK Show. So it was another busy weekend in MLS and we're going to start from the back and go to the front. So, (laughs) and that's mainly because the last match of the weekend we finished 6-2. That's true. And the first match ended (laughs) nil-nil. So the first match then we're going to talk about Portland 2, Seattle 6, Cascadia. What a game this was. If you were going to put this in a coaching manual, you're you're probably going to do it as a a good use of attacking rather than defending. Mm. I've got to say that there were some really good saves. They just then... Putting on the rebound, quite yeah, a few times. yeah,
2: yeah, it's, do- it's dominance from Seattle, and especially against a rival as well. The Seattle fans have got to be absolutely buzzing with that result. Um, I know there's been Portland fans going, you don't, you, you you don't need to talk about this game on the podcast. Don't <laughs> worry about it; it's fine. We kind of have to. That is, I questioned Seattle. I asked you about Seattle in the last episode. And I said, even if they have a wobble, are you you know, are you confident? And this is why they really have such class.
1: They do, yeah. I mean, even the first two goals were, were great. Uh, from Freddie Montero scored them both, and it's like a great example of what he can do. He's a p- poultry. he gets in on the rebound for the first one. Mm. Second one, cuts inside, puts in the top corner.
2: So it's not all about the young guns, is it?
1: It's not, no. And I mean, that would mean so much to, A, the Seattle fans, but also Freddie Montero as mm. well. He's, he's uh, one of his first, if not his first, uh, Cascadia match back in Seattle colours. And yeah, 2-0. Um, I mean, Portland came back to make it 2-2. I liked as well, actually, that the, did you see that for the first goal, Blanco's goal for Portland, they were actually talking to Rodney Wallace, who was on the <laughs> sideline, and uh, he scored, and it's kind of like, oh, should I carry on talking to you? Do I, what do I do?
2: Portland's uh, latest signing, by the way, Rodney Wallace, mm-hmm. got, a, uh, got a one-day contract so that he could see out his career uh, at Portland. Yeah. and um, took all the attention away from their goal
1: <laughs> No, know yeah uh, so I mean such a, ca- a great cameo for the one <laughs> day um, so yeah so that made it 2-1 then it was 2-2 in the second half three minutes later Seattle uh, got the third goal great Rui Diaz uh, free kick such
2: a great free kick
1: and then they didn't look back did they? no
2: this is the thing and I, and I think that's the moment where you know it, when Portland come back into it it can go either way and I think this is where we see the class we, we keep talking about Portland just being on the edge of the playoffs and when are they going to make that that stride and when we've not seen it yet because seattle just went on to dominate that game
1: yeah and to be honest you you look at paul in score two and and okay we, scored, we can see these six goals but uh, and maybe they could have reacted better to some of the shots that got uh pushed yeah. away um the american commentators called it a stale ball do you know where the re you're coming in on the rebound mm. uh, so uh, we've not a heard stale that. ball yeah we've not heard that in the uk so, so if there's so. a shot on frame and it's and it's saved. Yeah, it's then a stale ball. It's anyone's ball. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they necessarily played that bad. I just thought Seattle was so dominant, especially mm. that last half an hour. And uh, I mean, Rui Da scored two. He's now scored thirteen this season. But that was outshined. He was outshone by his teammate Jimmy Madranda. What a goal this was!
2: The thing is, right? The competition, the goal of the season competition for MLS this year is incredible have we ever seen the season like this? We're, in, we're what not even halfway through
1: no most of them are seattle as well yeah, this is
2: true yeah yeah some of these goals are unbelievable and the talent in mls level i've seen it played on sky sports news here in the uk over and over and over today the coverage is getting bigger and bigger and it's such a massive thing for us to see over here for me to turn on the tv when i was waiting for you and see that goal played on, on Sky Sports News, I'm thinking, yeah, MLS has arrived in the UK now.
1: Yeah, if, if you haven't seen the goal, it's best described... Well, it was a corner that came in, he's hit it first time on the volley, he's hit the bar and got it. And Paul Scholes scored a few adults yeah, 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 in yeah. his career for Man United. And it was just an incredible finish. It didn't touch the ground until it hit the bar and then went bounced behind the line. Uh, my favourite part of this was the commentators and Stu Holden was the summariser. They, they were they just... Was, they were speechless for about five seconds Just <laughs> let, just let the, they just sat there and then they, they sort of reacted to it again so brilliant finish that made it 5-2 question for you go on is
2: it a better goal if it doesn't hit the crossbar and go straight in
1: I think goals look better when they hit the crossbar and go in, and yes. you know, in. it just gives it that little bit of an edge
2: yeah, I, I have to agree. <laughs> Paul Scholes-esque, as you say.
1: Even if it's from two yards, even you know, if it's a cross that's coming in here, two yards, and they've nearly missed it. But if it hits the bar and goes in, it just oh, it's, looks yeah, better. You did it on purpose. Yeah. Uh, so 6-2. Uh, Seattle um, They dropped down. LA Galaxy went top for a while. So Seattle now back in second um, in the West. Portland are in seventh. Portland's still in a playoff place. Um, we have said before, we expect them to be in the playoffs but, uh, I mean, yeah, what more can we say? Seattle were dominant.
2: Yeah, and going. But obviously since we've done the last podcast, Seattle got a point uh, at home against Dallas. Yeah. And then a win in the League's Cup as well, which is against Tigres, which is not to... You can't knock that as well. Yeah. So these guys are flying at the minute. And for me, I know it's a battle between themselves and SKC, who will come on to, but... You have to look at Seattle and just your brain that has the history of MLS just says Seattle win this season.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. And uh, Seattle, we said at the start of the season, they lost the MLS Cup last year and good teams bounce back. We see it in the Premier League. Man City, they don't go two years without not winning the league. No, no. Man United never did in the 90s as well. This Seattle team, if they will be pushing, they'll be desperate to win it again this year.
2: And if you are interested in the stats of uh, most wins and maybe who's finished bottom the most, then stay tuned for
1: the Crisis Right little game for you later uh, on. It makes its return. Um, right, so much to talk about this weekend. Uh, even on Saturday night there was. I uh, know Red Bulls fans are interested to hear what we've got to say about what happened in their game. Uh, but on Sunday, okay, there were there were four matches, two of them. Had a total of fifteen goals in them. <laughs> the other two had two goals in them. Would you like to have a guess at the two games that I watched <laughs> on Sunday night?
2: It's definitely the lowest,
1: lowest scoring ones because you brought the curse to them. Yes, it was. Um, the other high scoring game: Nashville five, DC United two. And I mean, this was uh, what a game this was as well. Nashville looking good again at home. Uh, they're in third now in the uh, in the East. Yeah. DC opened the goal scoring, and then Nashville just hit back. And and is we saying it about Seattle? It's what good teams do. You you can't knock them for too long.
2: Yeah, I've said this before. I love seeing Nashville do well. You know, they they're fairly young in the grand scheme of things, uh, in terms of ML, time in MLS. And of course, we're looking at Austin and saying, can you know, can they get better? Nashville already for me doing way better than Cincinnati have. Oh, you know, yeah, in, yeah. who have had a longer time, and you know, uh, when it comes to Nashville, four points in in three games, as you say, third in the East, maybe not quite challenging NYC and and any revs who will come on to in a bit, but they're there on merit, and this is a really good Nashville side.
1: It is. I mean, you just look at uh, Mukhtar; has been excellent yeah. this season. Uh, Sapong as well you know what you're going to get from CJ Sapong. He scored two. Uh, And Muyal as well, you know, he he scores the two to make it four and five. Scored I've got to say, he scored a penalty. Kempin had had only conceded one in four penalties Mm. before that. So Muyal scoring. I mean, mean, if that's a penalty shootout, then Kempin's team are winning. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, great for Nashville. Shout out as well to Ola Kamara. He scored seven in his last six games he's played now. Uh, First DC player to do that since 2008. And he's... uh, he always does a job, doesn't he?
2: This is the thing. And obviously brought in, I'm not going to say to replace Rooney, but he was the replacement for Rooney. He's where they had to turn when Rooney left. And I just think it, it was difficult at first. It didn't quite, it didn't quite happen for him, but he's always got that quality. We saw it at Columbus. We saw it at galaxy. He's always going to be hitting the target. He's there in and around the box and he's dangerous. And like at a club, a club like Nashville, uh, sorry club like dc um where we've talked about it they don't have huge depth he's such an important player
1: yeah and he's at a 31 i mean he's he's going he could be like a the he's i think when players get past 30 they show mm-hmm. the maturity a bit more and they show how they can get into certain positions where they may not have had the intelligence to do it as a younger younger player so yeah Kamara's working out for dc dc okay they've lost 5-2 but still they're doing they're doing well. We're sixth in the east, and um, we, I'd fancy them to carry on this form, carry on the Lasada ball, and and get into the playoffs.
2: They know what they're doing. I like I like that we can see we can see the way they're trying to play, and th- when you have an identity and it's beginning to work I- in MLS, when you're. You know, maybe playing a team that's going to have to rotate a lot midweek, and it's all that's always going to win out. You know, having that identity and sticking to it is always going to win out in, in MLS. It's always going to get you to the playoffs. So, hundred percent back in them there.
1: Um, Chicago one, Columbus nil. Chicago uh, two wins in a row now. Four unbeaten since you uh, you had <laughs> something to say about them on the podcast. So, uh, on behalf of Chicago fans, carry on doing that because <laughs> they, they seem to be reacting to it. Uh, Columbus though. They've lost the last four. Columbus have conceded 12 in the last four games. That's half the goals they've conceded this season have been in the last four games. What is happening there?
2: And since we've done the last podcast, you know, that's three in a row. Uh, Lost the last four and you kind of look at them and you think this is make or break for me because this can go one of two ways. We've seen this before. It's either a massive collapse or actually they'll just go... All right, fine. We'll, we're going to go and win our next six on yeah. the trot. It really, this is a real sticking point. And it's going to go one of two ways. I don't feel like it's it's. I don't feel like it's going to go badly for them. I th- I just feel like there's been a lot of games. There's been a lot of congestion. Like you say, three games since we last did the did the podcast. Yeah. I know they've lost them all, but they could easily go and win the next three, four, five. And you you're back up there. I kind of feel like their roster is too good. Um, Caleb Porter is too good to to let that happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have got to point out that this stage of a season, this year as well, with international tournaments happening, and especially with the US and say Mexico, going quite far and with Copper America, there are a lot of teams that have been affected by that. Mm. And we, we kind of see that because there's teams who have done really well in the last few weeks and teams that haven't. Uh, Columbus haven't, but you'd think now that we're getting back to normal. And it should be alright so Columbus yeah I'd still fancy that they're making the players they've lost the last four they've conceded 12 and they're still in a decent position you know to make a playoff push so it should be okay
2: they lost the last four but we'll come on to a team in a bit who are winless in 12 so Columbus fans, it ain't all that bad. No, it could be
1: worse. Um, although I've got to say for LAFC fans, it does feel for them that it, it is worse at the moment. You know, it's not good what's happening at LAFC. He was into Atlanta. Oh, that's bad. I mean, a great, bad. great win for Atlanta. Holes have scored again, three in a row. Uh, but LAFC, the, the, I mean, obviously Segura's injury hasn't helped them. I just feel that for me, they've just never replaced Zimmerman, and it's no surprise that now Nashville are up there and Mm.
2: LAFC are struggling.
1: Struggling, yeah. The defense isn't isn't really performing. Uh, Up front, I know Vaya's been out for a year, so he's still really edging his way back. Mm. Rossi's been uh, not been in for the whole time as well. He's just not clicking us at the moment for LAFC. But uh, do you see it where you say Columbus, it will click? Is it going to be the same for LAFC?
2: I don't know. I feel like this is a real test for Bob Bradley, if I'm honest. And I know this is a real established uh, American coach who knows exactly what he's doing. I know people have got their opinions on him, but he's had success at LAFC already, plus a lot of success in the past. So this, for me, is a real test for him. Can he get that roster that is, let's be honest, has been well-assembled to really perform, really turn things around and make a difference. Because so far, it's looking a little bit iffy this season. And you start to wonder if they're even going to scrape into
1: the playoffs. The ironic thing for me with LAFC is that um, they're kind of going down the same avenue that Atlanta did. Uh, Yeah,
2: well, I was going to come on to that. And I, I didn't want you to think I was winding you up. About I was being serious. I, you're exactly right. I think they're in danger of being that glamour side that does really well. And then actually, oh, we're in a bit of a mess now. But the roster's way better than Atlanta's for me on paper. So I, I don't know quite if you can use it as an excuse like Atlanta. Uh,
1: I, I think that they haven't replaced, like Atlanta, I don't think they've replaced the the, the MLS names, the mm. seller ones. I know Mark Anthony Cage just left, so yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah. harsh to pin that on them. But um, they're out like Zimmerman. You know, there's players that were in there that were... I think every squad, you need that MLS experience. I think that's what been, has been Atlanta's um downfall is that yeah they've got players that have been there since the start but they bring in players from uh south america mm. they don't mls is a unique league and you need to be a players that are used to it i think that's been the problem with lafc however for me when you look at atlanta and you think deborah heinz i've 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 agreed with them going i don't think Bob Bradley's under the same amount of pressure because of that MLS experience. Yeah,
2: I I agree. I think he he just needs a couple of wins to to turn things around. It's not necessarily all all his fault, of course. It's just an opportunity for him to really um, you know, get that team by the scruff of the neck and say, "Right, we we need to turn this around." Um so I'm in I'm more interested to see. Mm. I think it's a real test for him which we haven't particularly seen because they've had such a good roster and they've had it almost seems like they've had it so easy. Um so yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by that. And yeah, like you say, uh, there's certainly no calls for for him to depart yet.
1: No, they're eighth in the in the West now. LaFC, um, not winning six, though and lost four of those. So they need to turn it around quickly, or else yeah, they're gonna find themselves mediocrity. But we have said before, is the West uh, the West maybe isn't as a, a competitive league this season? LaFC will probably still make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be pushing Seattle, SKC, and the teams at the top but you still fancy LAFC will be able to pull something out of the bag to get in the playoffs.
2: I just don't think we're expected to see them battling it out with the likes of San Jose to scrape into the playoffs. I think, you know, as the season progresses, we've, we keep saying every time we're like, they'll be up there, they'll be up there. They're still not up there. Yeah. How long can this go on?
1: No, that's true. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, moving on to Saturday evening then, it's time to talk about the game. It was full of drama and it wasn't drama until the 90th minute. Um, Montreal <laughs> beat our, uh, Red Bulls RBNY 2-1 now Red Bulls went to 1-0 up through yeah. a penalty Ibrahim scored 18 year old first goal for Montreal which is great to see he made it 1-1 and then we get to injury time and um, well there's so many questions I want to ask here first of all what's your opinion on the penalty so uh, for those who haven't seen it it, it was one of those where turret has gone sliding in the Montreal players kind of cut it back, and it's hit it. Uh, Tarek's arm; it's out as he's sliding. Is that a penalty, or is it is it harsh on Tarek? Depends
2: what we're what we're using to def- define if that's a penalty. For me, sitting here week in, week out, middle of the week, stupid o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and a Monday, I've seen him given all season. Yeah. So so yes should it be a penalty is another question yeah. um but in in terms of consistency i, I don't you can you can't you can't complain because we've seen them given so many times i've i've seen some pathetic penalty decisions in the last couple of years um not all not all handballs of course but i think you have to look past that when when we're going to talk about this bit i i don't i don't believe there's enough in it for it to not be a penalty
1: I'm with you. We've seen him given. Uh, I thought it was harsh because he's gone. I mean, you could argue and, and we saw Definitely this. Definitely harsh. We could argue. Well, you, you've seen with the Montreal uh, when they give the penalty away to RBNY, you shouldn't really be sliding in the no, area no, anyway. No, no. So, especially in the last minute, but it was given. Um, that wasn't the last of the drama <laughs> because the saved the penalty for Red Bulls, but he came off his line. He went to VAR, retake it. then, they retook it again, and he saved it again. But then they go to VAR, check it, and he's come off his line again. They changed the penalty taker three times before Wanyama eventually scored, which he nearly missed. Got yeah, he nearly as well. saved it. Um, here's a question for you.
2: Ask me, right, you know what I'm going to say. Ask me any question about keepers coming off the line. You know exactly
1: what I'm going to say. It's not about that. Should Montreal have had the same penalty taker for everyone? Do you mean legally or tactically? Um, well, legally. Tactically, I guess I can understand because they've had two who missed, so they're going to give it to someone else. But legally, should that be a thing that if a penalty gets retaken, it's got to be the same guy? It's
2: a good point. I hadn't even thought about it. It didn't even register to me that there was a problem with them changing the take kick, kick yeah. taker. It's not their fault it's been retaken. That's, That's my... a good point. So uh-huh. maybe, and you know, It's horrible retaking a penalty as the spot taker because it's like, do I go the same way? So I, I think I think that's okay. I know there's people shouting at me yeah. <laughs>
1: while
2: well, they I listen to this, but I think if the keeper saves it and he's it, it look, I don't use the word cheat. It's not cheating, yeah, but you yeah. know what I mean. They they've broken the rules to save the penalty. It is effectively cheating. Then you should be able to retake it.
1: Yeah, I, I
2: with a I, with whoever you want. Why should you be the one under pressure? Because he's. Done something you shouldn't.
1: It was just a thought, that's all. So mm. I thought, oh, well, I'll put it out there. Um to me it's one of those. I think if it goes far, you, then great. Montreal fans are saying, no, he should have. Oh, I, you know. I
2: get why you'd be annoyed. Red Bulls yeah. fans
1: maybe are a bit more like, well, he should have had the first penalty taker. But, I mean, he would have had three goals at it anyway yeah, in yeah. the end. Uh, so, yeah, that was... Um, the, the funny thing is as well that the the referee, I think he blew for full time after the second penalty. So Red Bulls are kind <laughs> of celebrating a, a well-earned draw at Montreal. Then they go to VAR. In the end, there was like 10 minutes of stoppage time when I'd, I can't remember how much had been actually given. I'm sure it was like four. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the drama of MLS, of course, we've had this before um, with Orlando in the playoffs last year. And uh, uh, we've seen that VAR, especially across Europe, is being simplified this year. However, from a neutral point of view with MLS, if uh, if we can have more of these, please, because it is exciting, I don't mind.
2: I don't know if, the, like, if that happened in the Premier League. And it was retaken. I still wouldn't have a problem with it because it's a rule. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a a massive interpretation between what rules need changing and what VAR looks at needs changing. For me, if you've decided that the keeper has to have a foot on the line when when that kick is taken, and then he doesn't have a foot on the line, well, you can't be annoyed at VAR. No. Because it's against the rules.
1: Yeah, so uh, if you haven't seen that, first of all, where have you been? You've been under, living under a rock, but uh, catch it. The highlights are on the MLS uh, YouTube channel. Have a watch of because it it's fascinating. It's brilliant. It's why we watch MLS because this sort of thing happens and uh, and Montreal got the win in the end, so 2-1. Um, a little less drama then Uh, in the... Uh, let's see, where should we go next? Uh, I'll tell you what, let's go to uh, the start of uh, Saturday evening then. LA Galaxy went to Minnesota, 1-1-0. Uh, they've won three and four now, and they were at the top of the conference yeah. for a bit. Um, they had a, a bit of a, 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 well inconsistent sort of June time, July, but, I mean, now, three and four, top of the conference. They... they To me, I still would fancy Seattle to win that conference. But LA Galaxy, they're showing that they're sticking around, which is more than what they've done in recent years.
2: Yeah, uh, two wins and a draw since we last did a a podcast. That's solid. You're going to take that as great MLS form. That is the bottom line. And, you know, they find themselves up there. For me, 100% in the playoffs. Bizarrely, don't look at them in contention for the top spot. I don't think it matters. And I don't think LA Galaxy fans will care either. They're going to be in the playoffs. And they're going to have a really, really good chance. Can they get a sixth
1: MLS Cup? I think maybe it's a season too soon. But we know MLS and we know that... Come on, you...
2: prime teacher in the MLS Cup.
1: Well, we'll have to wait and see. Well, hopefully he'll, he'll get back <laughs> He's this. having none of it. No, I'm, I'm just saying, I think it's a season too soon. They need to show that they can make the playoffs and go far in it this time. And then be, be keep have that stability for next year. I think they've lacked a bit of stability and and in recent years and that's why they haven't pushed. I know they got beat to LAFC in one playoff year and that was probably the closest they've been in the last four or five years. But uh, it's good to see, we've said it before, LA Galaxy, they're one of the star names in the league. So it is good to see when they're doing well at the top of the league. It's We're trying to have people in this country in particular watching mls and if they see la galaxy at the top yeah they, there's a lot more credibility to it unless the you know if you've seen them at the bottom so uh good good win for la galaxy minnesota first defeating five but still fifth in the conference the the probably what we expected we yeah. will expect them to get the playoffs uh, only the fourth game in 18 that they've not scored this year minnesota, really yeah um NYCFC two into miami nil uh cassianos got the ball for goals he had a bit of a dry spell back on it, yeah. He's back on it now. Uh, eight goals this season. He scored a Penenka. Do you think he's doing that in the middle of June when he's not been scoring? Absolutely goals? not.
2: No. no, we've seen them go very, very wrong, haven't we? Uh, looking at you, Vancouver. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think, um, didn't we have an episode called The Risky Penenka? Yeah, we did, yeah. Excellent, excellent yeah. title. <laughs> um, yeah, no, NYCFC look they look in great form and they they look like they're really challenging any revs. I said it in the last podcast, you know, they needed to win those games in hand that they had. Um, For me, really good side. Yeah. Really good side, especially attacking. Bizarrely, and I don't know, like, it's so bizarre to say this, but I really think New England Revolution have already, they've already won it. And I never thought I'd say that because they've been so bad in the years that we've been recording this podcast. It's weird to say that in August, but I, I can't, they just look so assured,
1: yeah, I mean, what, 43 points mm. already? I think, are they 12 above Like the teams? Uh, yeah, uh,
2: top by 12 points. They've played two extra games.
1: But still, I mean, that's mm. that's impressive. And you look at that sort of uh, chasing pack. NYCFC are playing well. Nashville are. Uh, Orlando are doing well as well. So there's some good teams in that. And NIAEVs are just, they just smashed it. I mean, they we move on to their game. They went to Toronto 1-2-1. And, and uh, they're showing what... They, we Said it last time, you're doing what we need to do to win games. Toronto, Osario equalize with 10 minutes to go. Gustavo Bo, they go up the other end, he scores a penalty, they yeah. win the game, and that's what good teams do. Is that
2: assured? That's what I'm saying. They're so assured. They, the, the belief that they're going to go and win games and that they can do it is unbelievable. And they just, like, I. Can't see that they're the same club that we were watching a few years ago. Like, it is bizarre.
1: It's the beauty of MLS. I love
2: it. I love it so much. It's so good.
1: Uh, TFC, uh, bottom of the East. Um, Yeah, I mean, they've, They've struggled. They've seen, since being back at BMO Field, I've seen a lot better performances from mm. them. Okay, they're playing any revs. I mean, we can't judge them too much because any revs are playing so well. Um, I've got to say as well, the amount of times we've seen top of the bottom in a conference yeah. the team at the bottom win. So credit to any It's not sport. just that
2: game though, because they played um, Philly and New York as well, yeah. Toronto. So I know they're bottom. Know, like, it's not been a, a good season. I'm not making excuses for them. But like since we last did the podcast, that's three tough games that they've had. You can't really be judging them on... Philly, any revs or NYCFC?
1: No, I, I don't think Toronto are going to finish bottom, personally. Only think, bottom
2: by one point.
1: Yeah, and when you look at into Miami and how unpredictable they've been, I mean they've been poor for the majority of the season, you would think that Toronto would finish above them, mm-hmm. or at least one or two of the sides down there in the East. But um, is it too much now for Toronto to turn this around?
2: They don't look good enough.
1: No, that's uh, no, a fair comment. And I I, can't, I, couldn't argue with you on that, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, moving over to the West, then SKC uh, were off the top of the uh, West for, for a few hours. Mm. They went back up. They uh, beat FC Dallas away you know, which is a good result. FC Dallas have been doing all right.
2: Yeah, and beat LAFC 4-1 as yeah, well, which is strong, which yeah. is a really strong result yeah. because we've just talked about how good the LAFC roster is. And this is why LAFC are where they are. is because they're meeting the big teams and, they haven't got an answer for it, and you know SKC looking really assured of themselves. Obviously lost in the league's cup, but um, got a win against Dallas as well. So uh, for me, really strong.
1: Yeah, you look at the West, and whereas we just said they're any revs, they've, they've got the chasing pack with them in the East. But you would say that they're gonna, they're probably gonna win support shield, but they're definitely gonna win in the East. The West yeah. to finish top is hotting up, and there's a few teams in there that could do it.
2: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You've got to look at uh, New England for me, but. Yeah, as we said, Seattle, SKC, Galaxy potentially as well. Um, there's it's, it's really interesting and there's some really good teams and some really poor teams. And they're not the way round that you expected either. I didn't expect to see Toronto
1: bottom. No, no, exactly. And another team that you've said you were surprised to see so high up. They have sitting quite comfortably in fourth at the moment in the West, Colorado. Mm-hmm. They went to Houston, 1-3-1. Uh, opened the goal scoring. Uh, Pico got the equaliser from the penalty spot, but then Colorado. He kind of, for me, I mean, they got the two goals. He dominated the second half. A strong win again for them on the road. Um, we we did we, we like a broken record. We're saying it every time we do a podcast, but they keep on impressing us.
2: Yeah, and it's time for the compliments they deserve. To be honest, because I think we've looked at Colorado throughout the season and gone, mm, is it going to last? Is it going to last? they've started to show that they've got that resilience. They are consistent. The consistency is so hard to come by in MLS, but they really have been consistent. And it's time that we start talking about them making the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs now. And we're maybe not used to it. Like we've said about new England, seeing them do so well in the time that we've been watching MLS. I know that, you know, they've been around a long time in terms of, of the league and its history, but in terms of us, we're not used to it. And I'm here for it. I like it. I love seeing things get mixed up.
1: Yeah, well, it seems like, uh, especially Series 1 and Series 2, we were just saying, like, oh, Colorado could surprise people because of the trades they've done and the business. It never worked out. That second goal, Anthony Kaye passes it to Barrios and he scores. That is an example of good recruitment that they've done this year. This is why they're fourth. They've got that MLS experience. Good players who have done it before. And uh, it's clicked for him. I think they're doing really well under the manager. They ended last season really well. Mm. So credit to them. I and mean, it's good to see. And, uh, I mean, Galvin's goal as well, rounded it off, was a brilliant goal.
2: Remember yeah. the Anthony Hudson days?
1: Oh, yeah, we do. We do it very well. doesn't seem that long ago. No, it doesn't. Uh, so they're sitting comfortably in fourth now. Houston, five points after playoffs in 11th. But I think we both agree they're probably going to stay around there. yeah um rsl beat austin 1-0 rsl moving to the playoffs austin i mean rock bottom they've lost five of the last six games in those five games they've not scored mm, i'm surprised were we bigging them up too much because of the fan base because of one or two of the signings did we kind of forget that they are they, they are a new team
2: they are a new team, but I don't feel like I expected them to be bottom. I think that roster is good enough. It's one of the best rosters we've seen assembled for a new side. And so I know that, you know, we've got a bit of a chemistry issue and they need to gel a little bit, but I definitely expected more from Austin. I'll be honest. I'm, I am am a bit disappointed.
1: I mean, not making playoffs. I think we can both no. agree on that. But um, again, as we said with Colorado, if you can get a strong end to the season, mm-hmm. it can just give you something going into next year. Uh, the final game, uh, which was on Friday evening, We can't really say much about San Jose nil, Vancouver nil. That's all I can say about that, really. Elliot Holman,
0: Henry Hewitt, MLS UK show. So
1: it's that time of the show where I take uh, you all on a little tour of a certain state, city or region, as we found with New England, uh, that has an MLS team. So last time we did LA, Mm. uh, found loads of stuff about LA. Even the uh, coroner's office in LA has a gift shop. Uh, so this time, I did say on the last episode, I was going to put this out on Twitter, but then when I looked look at the places we've got left. We've not got many left, but we did have two from Texas. Mm. So in that case, I thought, well, this time we'll do Henry's Guide to Houston.
2: Famous, of course, for country bangers like this. <laughs>
1: Well, going off uh, some of the famous people from there, Mm. maybe not, but we'll find out in a sec, because first, hey Elliot! Hey Hannes! Did you know that Houston is the fourth largest city in the US with a population of 2.3 million?
2: No, but I did know that one of that 2.3 million is a girl I went to school with.
1: Really? Mm. Oh she came from Houston to Norwich? Or no, she moved way?
2: over there. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Don't blame her either. Um,
1: well, that would explain why there's 145 different languages spoken in the city, because as we know, Norfolk in the UK has its own language. <laughs> and it's very difficult for <laughs> those who are not from the area to understand. All right. Yeah, a very uh, farmer, isn't it? Farmer. Um, the city of Houston is so big that just the metro area of the city is actually bigger than New Jersey. Wow. Uh, More than 10,000 restaurants in Houston, as you can imagine with so many people living there. Uh, And uh, on average, a Houston person, a Houstonite, I think they're called, maybe. uh, Maybe. They eat out uh, on an average four times a week.
2: Wow. No wonder she's moved over there. Yeah. Uh,
1: Named after Sam Houston, the guy who led the battle for Texas's independence from Mexico. And in 1837, uh, within four months... The population went from 12 people and a log cabin <laughs> to 1,500 with hundreds of homes. Wow. Within four months. Uh, there's an underground pedestrian walkway system that links the, all the blocks together. It's seven miles long. This was originally built by a theatre owner that wanted to link his three different theatres in the city. So
2: it's like when you have to, in London, when you have to walk from one tube to the other, but just without the tubes?
1: Yeah, basically. Um, it's uh, it's of course home to uh, NASA's mission control centre which is why they say Houston we have a problem and they really have got a problem at the minute to be fair (laughs) yeah the dynamos do Uh, and uh, because of the uh, NASA links that is why their baseball team was called the Astros they were called the Colts I think but they changed it to Astros to link in with that
2: and uh, because of the uh, NASA link their uh, affiliate team is Orlando is it no no
1: uh, i was like that's not on my list uh we love a, lo- a weird museum on henry's guide to north america houston is no different it has the museum of funeral history
2: there's that two funeral mentions in two weeks it is yeah.
1: excellent um famous people from houston include beyonce kenny rogers hillary duff patrick swayze jennifer garner jim parsons from big bang theory travis scott and machine gun kelly
2: Beyonce, Travis Scott, Machine Gun Kelly, famous, of course, for their country music.
1: I don't know, maybe one of them weird Beyonce albums that she's released. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, there is a beer can house. Yes, you look at me perplexed. Uh, John Milkovich started the project in 1968 and for 18 years started covering his house in the beer cans that was left over from what him and his wife drank. (laughs) The house was eventually covered, get this, in 18 years with 50,000 cans. Wow. I think a few people helped him out as well. But that is the beer can house in Houston. Google it. It looks amazing. And that's Elliot, is Henry's Guide to Houston.
2: Famous, of course, for... Uh, no, it's not famous for country music, is it?
1: When are we doing Nashville? Last one whenever that is uh, I need to have a proper look at what we've not done but I think I think Dallas we've not done yet Toronto we've not done Chicago we've not done yet so there's some big places mm, still to do okay uh, right well in recent weeks we've been doing three uh, lies on the show but mm. this week it's come back it's your favourite it's my favourite it's everyone's favourite part of the show it's the oh still not, still, it's not, not quite guys. Want... It's, quite it's the uh... return of
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no no no. Uh, no it's time for this the Jason, Christ is right, uh, Henry Hewitt, please come on down and play our higher or lower game. Uh, Henry, Toronto FC are currently bottom of the supporter Shield standings. Uh, a bit of a shock, I think we've already agreed. However, I thought I'd take a look at the teams who have finished bottom the most. Since 96. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're going to start with Toronto. How many times do you reckon they finished bottom of the standings?
1: Um, now, we've said that we've only really been watching MLS for about four or five years, and Toronto have been really good in that time. But before that, mm. they were awful, apparently. <laughs> so I'm going to say three? It's
2: two. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, so Toronto have finished bottom of the standings twice. Higher or lower? Colorado.
1: Oh, um... Slightly higher, and that's just based on the fact that they've been in for a long time.
2: I agree, I would have gone higher as well, but it's lower, oh. it's only once, oh, okay. which is decent, isn't it? Only once in the time that they've been in. Um, higher or lower than once,
1: New England Revolution. Oh, now they've they want to be OGs, so you're talking 25 years here. Surely in 25 years, they've been more than once. So I'm gonna go higher. It is higher. It's only twice,
2: though, which, again, fairly impressive. Uh, higher or lower than twice? DC United.
1: Um, Higher. They must have done it a few times. In the last 10 years, just, yeah, a few times. I'm going to go three. It's four. Is it? Yeah, four times. So, But they have won it, like, what, I
2: believe four? one of them was a tie, but still.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, they have won it quite a lot. So you take the wins with the defeats. So.
2: I think this is quite tough, this one. Okay. Because it's a team that uh, have been in there for a long while. Yeah. And they've not been always great. No. Chicago. Higher or lower than four
1: times? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that four times is probably the highest amount of time. So I'm going to go lower. It is lower. It's three. Oh. There's still time this season. (laughs) Uh, Higher or lower than three?
2: Columbus. An original 96 team. Yeah but I think lower it is lower it's one only oh, once okay. uh, San Jose higher or lower than one um,
1: two I'd go higher it's double yeah two yes, yeah. I'm, spot I'm getting them spot, actually spot normally i would just higher or lower and I'm <laughs> 50% of the chance of being right but I'm throwing it out now
2: alright then show off higher or lower than two Tampa Bay Rowdies oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, now
1: lower one
2: it is one yeah know. <laughs> yes. right okay uh cincinnati higher or lower than one
1: uh two higher yeah
2: and orlando city higher or lower than two?
1: two one yes he's spot on. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh this game could, <laughs> I, I needed a break from crisis right to become really good at mm,
2: it. yeah this annoyed
1: me that <laughs> elliot holman henry Hewitt.
0: MLS UK Show.
1: So it's time to have a look at what's happening this weekend in MLS. Now you may remember on the last episode uh, that Elliot finally won a round of predictions, which we were all shocked about, and uh, that meant that it was three-one in the series so far. Go on, but, give me the good news, Elliot. Last time you lost, so he's now four-one. Uh, 40 points to 20. I won. It was a bit of a walkover. Uh, remember, if you if you're new to this, we have five points for a correct outcome. So if you say, uh, I don't know, uh, Orlando win and they win, you get five points. If you say they win 2-1 and they win 2-1, you get 10 points. Uh, only one correct uh, result last time. I got it. It was into Miami two, Nashville one. I predicted that. I don't even check these. You could be completely lying to me. I could be, but there'll be someone out there who checks them as well. <laughs> So uh, I, I would love to uh, I'd love to do that and completely murk you off, but no, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I can't do that. Uh, right, so the, there are some matches in midweek. Uh, we'll only look at this weekend's fixtures for predictions, mm. but just to run through what's happening in midweek, on Wednesday, uh, sorry, well, Tuesday evening, uh, we've got LA. Galaxy versus Colorado and San Jose versus Minnesota. Then on Wednesday evening, so this is Thursday morning here in the UK. Uh, Atlanta v Toronto, New England versus DC, Cincinnati versus Montreal, Miami versus Chicago, Philadelphia versus New York City FC, uh, Red Bulls versus Columbus Dallas versus Seattle, Kansas City or SKC as we should say mm-hmm. um, versus Portland, Nashville versus Orlando. Come on, Purple man Big game that. Good, come on the yellows. Uh, Austin <laughs> versus Vancouver and uh, RSL versus Houston. So uh, some really juicy games.
2: And Dallas versus Seattle.
1: Uh, so if you are in the UK, if you're an MLS fan, uh, quite a few games there to to uh, keep you up to look forward to. If you need an excuse to uh, maybe. Uh, Ringing sick on Friday morning. Um, or Thursday morning, I should say. Uh, it's right, so let's have a look at this weekend then. Um, it's Friday night slash Saturday mm, morning. 3.30am. Uh, it's the Cali Classico, LA Galaxy versus San Jose. How do you see this going? 2-0. Sorry for that horrible noise my mouth just made. 2-0 uh, to LA Galaxy. I can't go against you on this one. I think LA Galaxy, with the form they're in, I know San Jose are, are, are prone to a bit of a uh, an upset, but I don't see it with this. I think LA Galaxy will win 3-1. Okay. Uh, how about uh, Saturday night, Minnesota versus SKC? <sighs> Big game, this. Tough game. I think Minnesota, after losing to LA Galaxy, will want to show that they can do it against the, the, the teams in form in the conference. I can't go against SKC. No. I think it will be another
2: 1-0. Yeah, uh, I'll go 2-1 to make it interesting.
1: Uh, Columbus versus Seattle, a repeat of MLS Cup, but this time at a different stadium, the lower.com. Game.
2: Yeah, if you're Columbus and you're really looking to turn your season around, uh, this is not the fixture you want particularly, <laughs> no. is it? Um, this is difficult. I'm going to go Seattle. Right. I'm going to go 2-1 Seattle. I know it's an away win but they're just a bit of a force aren't they
1: they are a force uh, I think Columbus will get something out of this game I think it'll be 2-2 but that is I I'm I was tempted for Seattle you do fancy Seattle but I'm just going to go 2-2 because I believe Columbus will turn it around uh, DC versus Atlanta this is early on uh, Sunday morning 1am here in the UK at Audi Field God I hope
2: DC win Uh <laughs> 2-1 DC. I think
1: someone's a little bit nervous now Atlanta have won a few games. Uh, I don't think they'll win this one, though.
2: I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm not.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't think Atlanta will win this one. I think it'll be, uh, I think, 2-1 to DC. I'm
2: about as nervous about Atlanta as I am Miami, and Miami <laughs> are playing Toronto. So you oh. have to feel like they're going to win. Uh, I'm,
1: I'm going to go 2-1 Miami. This is this is a tough one to call. I'm, I'm. Doing, going home advantage. Yeah, I'm doing this on home advantage as well. Uh, Miami have shown in recent weeks they've shown something. They, they, they they've got against more the, about them than yeah, Toronto at the minute. The win that against Nashville, point against Philadelphia. Some good results in there, especially at home. So I'm going go, uh, go mm, to go. I'm going to go three two actually. Okay.
2: How'd you fancy a New York derby while we're at it?
1: Yeah, that'll be... A, it's at Red Bull Arena, mm. so uh, N- <laughs> NYCFC... That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It could
2: still be NYCFC at home.
1: Um, I think the NYCFC is... it's They're used to that ground. Mm. They're used to the stadium. I don't
2: think that's an away game anymore.
1: No, I think they're playing well as well. So I'm going to go... I think it'll be 1-0 NYCFC. Yeah, I'm
2: going 2-1 NYCFC.
1: Uh, New England versus FC Cincinnati.
2: <sighs> I mean... <laughs> in- I'll, I'll dare you to go for a Cincy win here. Three <laughs> one uh, New England Revolution. Yeah. No three nil. Three nil. Sorry, Cincy.
1: I'll, I'll take you three one then. I was going to say I don't see FC Cincinnati scoring, but to make it interesting, I'll take you three one. <laughs> uh, Orlando v Chicago, the Explorer. Yeah.
2: Mm. You mentioned earlier we sort of glossed over Orlando, and you said, oh, you know, you know, Orlando fans will be happy. I don't think Orlando fans are happy. You and mean, I think this is a sign of where we're at at the minute. You expect
1: too much. Remember I think, where you come from.
2: I think we do. I think that's the this is the thing with Oscar in charge, the roster he's built. I, I don't think it's been good enough recently, too much rotation. So it's kind of like, what teams are you going to pick after they've played in the week? What teams is he going to pick at home to Chicago? I can't even mm. decide until I see, see whether he's going to take it seriously or not. But I'd like to think we get the win. So I'm going to go 2-0 Orlando. Um, foolishly
1: you've persuaded me to not go for Orlando win. I think uh, Chicago so, playing well I think it'd be I think 1-1 one, one. you've had a few sort of draws at home yeah. aren't you recently so I'm going to go 1-1 one, one. yeah
2: this is a good shout uh, Houston oh no did we miss one yeah. Philly versus Montreal that's the one
1: yeah uh, Philadelphia at home Subaru uh, Park yeah, I've got to say they'll win but I mean Montreal are doing okay this season they're doing well better than what I thought they would so I think 2-1 one, Philadelphia
2: 1-0 one, Philly uh,
1: Houston FC Dallas
2: Mm. Yeah, I, c- game. I can't pick a Houston win after they've lost all those games in a row or you know, gone winless Yeah, all those games in a row. I'm going to go Dallas. Narrow 2-1.
1: You know what? It's the time. They've got to win at some point. Ooh. 2-1. All I'm basing it on is they've got to win at some point. Okay, that's fair. And they're <laughs> at home. Um,
2: RSL are away at Colorado.
1: I'm going to go... Colorado win derby match, but a Colorado win 2 0.
2: I'm going for goals, are oh, you? Yeah? 4 2. Wow, uh,
1: Austin v Portland. I'm
2: going for goals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 3 0. Portland. Sorry, guys.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, Austin, I, I know they scored three against Houston, but as you just pointed out, a lot of teams are scoring against Houston at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but Austin, yeah, they, for, they just need to sort up front out is they're not. I mean, it's not happening, so I can't see them scoring As Portland. Portland have got a lot to prove now. I think they'll go there and win, but I think it'll be
2: 1-0. Okay, um, I'm going to go for a draw in the final game, which is Whitecaps versus LAFC. I'm going
1: 2-2. Yeah, normally we'd go for an LAFC win in this one, but Vancouver have shown that. I mean, they went to Galaxy and Drew, didn't they, recently? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they've shown they've got a bit more about them. I actually think Vancouver will win this 1-0, you know. I think they'll go and win. Um, right. Well, before we do another episode, we've got the All-Star Game, which mm. we spoke about. So this is uh, Wednesday the 25th of August. It's 2 a.m. in the morning, so it'll be Thursday morning here in the UK. Um, what, do, what do you... I mean, we can't really predict really anything from this, but um, what are you hoping for? Like, because this is... I mean, there's a big rivalry with Liga MX and MLS, and I know they're trying to make it into a friendly rivalry. But what can MLS show to to uh, uh, you know the watching continent really? Because all in North America will be watching this. What can what are we hoping for? For me,
2: it's about the youngsters. I think uh, there's too much of a you know the likes of Nani being picked, great, but it's all about for me. It's the youngsters that we talk about episode after episode. Um, who are breaking into you know teams and being looked at by by clubs in Europe? I think this is where MLS has to make it stand and say, "Do you know? Do you know what? It's not about this retirement league anymore." Um, so I, I want to. I don't want to just be relying on on all the old designated players in this. Um, I know it's it's mainly who's been picked, but um, you know we've we've seen that actually these All Star games can go one way or the other. I I don't know if we're gonna win but I'm hoping that we get to see as many of the players that are on that roster as possible.
1: For us, watching when they normally play a European team, you can kind of gauge it a bit better. You know, I don't really know Liga MX that well, so I can't really say, oh, they've got these players compared to MLS. But you just hope that they put... I hope MLS put on a good show. I think a disaster would be if half time with losing 3-0 that's then like because you know you look at Liga MX they're always winning the CONCACAF Champions League there, there's they you just feel like in terms of of history and, and sort of quality that MLS are kind of just behind a little mm. bit so I think this is a great opportunity for him to go no we are good and, and build on it and uh, you know and, and who knows but uh, yeah, I'd like to see MLS win. I'd like a good a good show. It's Bank of California Stadium have waited 12 months for this. So I hope it goes really well for for that. And uh yeah, well let's let's hope they put on a good show. If they get beat heavily, then it's uh, it'll be it'll be disappointing.
2: Yeah, I say the kit's not for me. That shirt's not for me. No. Not a fan.
1: Uh, right, well, that's nearly it for today's show. Um I'm gonna be honest with you, the game with a changing name, the player I don't have a clue who it is.
2: Uh, Okay, so they started their career at Norwich City in 1993. They made 49 appearances. Uh, They also played for Gillingham, Bristol, Wolves, Leicester, Crystal Palace, Stoke City, Burnley, Sheffield United, Burnley again. Uh, They went to Houston Dynamo, which is why they are an MLS UK player. Uh, And they also played for Notts County and Colwyn Bay. In Wales? Mm.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't know.
2: Uh, Most of their games were played for Norwich, Gillingham, Leicester and Stoke. Uh, Also 70 appearances for Burnley.
1: Uh, When were they at Leicester?
2: Uh, Leicester was 2000 to 2002. Mm. Then they went to Burnley from 2005. Don't know. It's Addy... Akimbae,
0: by Oh
1: wow! I didn't know he played. At, I, I didn't know he played at Norwich. I didn't know he played at Houston. Wow! Fourteen appearances for Houston. How many times did he score for Houston? None. Yeah, he didn't score many for, in England either. <laughs> uh, well done if you got that right. A big well done because I, I didn't have a clue about that one.
2: And looking at his senior career stats, well done to his agent as well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, right well that's it for today's show the key word if you uh, say this on, if you leave a review on your podcast provider leave the key word uh, or phrase this week because you were on TV at the weekend
2: TV in America Uh, the key phrase
1: is uh, hi mum I'm on the MLS UK show (laughs) Uh, so if you leave that one you leave a review either put it in the the, uh, sort of message you can do or the title leave us five stars you will get a mention on the next episode of the MLS UK show. Hi, Mom. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Give us a rating. As I said, uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. It really does make a difference. Share it to all of your friends and uh, good luck to your team this weekend in MLS.
2: Yes. Uh, Fingers crossed for plenty more Rockets as we uh, see the race for the goal of the season hotting up. Uh, That's your lot, though. So I'll say um, Akin Bye. And I'll say Akin...